If it smells like shit, you are in the right place. You are listening to the Prodwackers, hosted by David and Craig. Enjoy. Hey, man, how's it going? Good. How are you? Oh man, pretty good. We got a good show today. Oh yeah, I'm excited about today for sure. Oh, I've been looking forward to this for the last two days since since we discovered topic A. Yes, and especially since there's some discussion outside of our little Twitter verse, <laughs> there was even mention of the of of what we're going to cover this morning and. We reassured some people that, hey, we got the good stuff. That's right. Yeah. So just for a little background, uh, this week we had uh, an interesting leak, apparently, from the MLB of some umpire audio during a uh, a Mets game where uh, they they leaked the manager, Terry Collins, and uh, the umpire... Uh, getting in a fight, um, and 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 Terry Collins, it's all mic'd up, so so that's what's intriguing mm-hmm. about this, and you can hear just everything that's going on, and and it is absolutely amazing. Yeah, and after after you sent that to me, and I watched the first time through, um, I, I want, I, I wish every manager was mic'd up, especially for altercations like this, because you always know that there's. There's good stuff being said between the the officials and the managers or the players, but you know, obviously, if the crowd noise, you can't hear it. But this was this was over the top good, in my opinion. Oh man, it is it is absolutely amazing. It it's just it, it it's something just awesome. So a little background on the on the actual uh, reason for the uh, altercation is. Um, in 2016, Noah Syndergaard got tossed from the game uh, because he threw at Chase Utley. And so I believe um, basically what happened was earlier in the year, uh, Utley slid hard into second base and took out the second baseman and broke his leg or, or something like that. And then uh, so so this was the re- the baseball's unwritten rules retaliation for it, right? And, uh, and as soon as he throws behind him uh, – you know, all hell breaks loose, and it and it's just amazing. Um, I want to play the clip in full from start to finish, and it's it's uh, like a minute and a half or so, two mm-hmm. minutes long, um, just so you can just get a feel for this. But I we can't let this let this get scraped from the interwebs because the MLB is going around taking this video down. We don't need the video; you just need to listen to this. So here it is. I'm going to play it for you. Yeah, go for it. situation man you can't you can't you can't, not, not, that, that ain't gonna happen i mean i i know you're gonna say that but that ain't gonna happen i mean that's that's the wrong time to do it that's all I'm to do so that's the uh the umpire talking to noah Syndergaard, and then terry collins comes in here in a couple minutes 
for a couple seconds here. It is what it is, but that's, that ain't going to happen. Our RS is in the jackpot. We don't do something there. I'm just telling you that. Okay, the situation of what, what happened and everything else, that's what dictates that, okay? But there was no Neil, prior knowledge that before the game started. I mean, Neil, if Harry comes into the dugout Neil, and says, Neil, hey, if somebody gets Neil, hit, then that's... Neil, then Neil, we, everybody, everybody knows, everybody knows what, what the situation is, okay? Take him, take him, take him, take him. Terry, 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 get a handle. Come on, let's go. Come on. Talk to me. Talk to me. Terry, talk to me. Then you talk to me about that. Okay. You got to give us a shot. You know what? You got to give us a shot. Okay, listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? You get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. Why do Alright, so that's the that's the clip in its entirety. And so you hear the audio get kind of fuzzy. I think one of the mics got uh tucked under someone's shirt a little bit or jiggled around or whatever and so then you couldn't hear it as good. But right. so <laughs> So you have the umpire, he comes out, he's talking to Noah Syndergaard. Syndergaard's trying to pretend like he just didn't throw throw at this guy, which is just, it's kind of funny, right? And then Terry Collins comes out of here and he just runs up like, you cocksucker, and just starts <laughs> railing on him. And and it's just out of left field, right? I mean, you know, you watch this stuff happen live and, and no mics are on and, and you're watching it and you just, you can imagine what they're saying, but it's just so funny to actually hear these guys talk to each other this way. These guys are together all the time, you know? It's like yeah. not the only time these umpires and coaches and players get together and just run out there and start screaming at him, calling him a cocksucker. And the umpire the whole time, Terry, 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 Terry. Yeah. Um, it just... Yeah, they're on, they're on a first-name basis with each other. I, I think the only thing that the audio doesn't do justice for that clip, and you and I talked about it a couple of days ago, was... Syndergaard standing next to the ump when he comes out trying to explain why he's getting ejected looks like a a freaking monster standing next to this ump. He's just looking down with him with his like chin sticking out, like got yeah. the he's got the perfect what the fuck look on his face. It's like, like uh, he's ready to kick that guy's ass at any time. Yeah, he looks like the Undertaker getting ready to take out Rey Mysterio. <laughs> I mean, it's just like this dude like six six and <laughs> just staring down at this little umpire. Um, it was, it was so funny. Um, the best part of the audio is actually take when him, you take him, take him, take him. Terry, slow Terry, it down Terry, a little Terry, bit. Terry, 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 Terry. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. So if you, <laughs> here we go. Ready? Take him, take him, take him, take him, Terry, 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 Get a handle. Come on, let's go. Here comes the best part. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk 
the bullshit you doing. Then you talk to me I about know, that. I know, but you know, okay. you gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give <laughs> us a shot. Okay, Tom. listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> you get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. <laughs> why do you know the situation, Tom? Why do you okay. get a shot, Tom? Because that doesn't, that makes <laughs> it worse. Terry, that makes it fucking worse. Tom, I know it. But MLB did nothing in that door. Sorry, there. <laughs> the beginning, I was having an issue. Uh, <laughs> my menu bar got hidden. But Jesus, man, <laughs> that was fucking amazing. Uh, uh, speed it up, slow it down. It's still so good. Ah, oh, dude. Hold on, I gotta do this in slow motion. Hold on, it'll probably start playing. But take him, take him, take him, take him. Terry, 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 <laughs> you You'd think that part would be the best part of it, but it's actually when he starts yelling, give us a chance in slow motion that makes me laugh the most. That's amazing. Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite parts, too, if you notice when you're playing it at regular speed, is the official is out on the mound and he's telling Syndergaard he's out. And then, you know, the infielders come in and try to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, you hear the crowd yelling bullshit. Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, they, they, just, the crowd just gets so much louder it's like a wwe guy coming into the ring and then that's when collins is walking onto the field and the ump re- realizes the volume change in the crowd he turns around and that's when he goes to cut him off oh yeah man you can see it in the levels of the audio even like if you watch it at the very beginning of this audio file like it's real like low and then it's mm-hmm. kind of up and down just a little bit like when he's talking to Syndergaard, and then all of a sudden you see it spike that's like how i know where to even put the mouse to <laughs> to, to start the audio because that's right when Terry Collins comes out there and the crowd goes wild. Yeah. Oh my god. Could you and imagine the term though, that like, the ump uses our asses in the jackpot? I don't know if that's something that they say. I don't even know what that means. If that's a New York thing or what the hell that means, but I don't know what that means. My assumption was what that meant was if they didn't eject Cindergard, that MLB will find the umpires. 
Yeah, that was my assumption too. I just never heard it. Me either. Never heard that term or it expressed that way. Well. Then you talk to me I about that. Said, you look, okay. you got to give us a shot. You know what? You got to give us Harry, a shot. Okay, Tom. listen to me, to me about that. I said, you look. Okay. Sloth on the Goonies. <laughs> Fuck your old. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> the, I wish the end of that clip wouldn't have got degraded. I don't know if something was wrong with that file that when we pulled that from that, or like you said, no. it kind of sounded like the mic went under its shirt and got muffled out. But I right want- at the very end, when Terry Collins finally is like, yeah, enough is enough and walks off the field, his parting words were to the the home plate umpire, he's like, fuck you, motherfucker, and then walks well, <laughs> and then walks off the field. We can play this and see. Okay, you got it out, Terry. Let's let's check it out. You know what? That, that, that's, you got it. You got it. Okay, get it. You got everything out. Okay, that's what I'm just telling you. Fucking motherfucker. You know what? <laughs> 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 you can kind of hear it there, not as good. <laughs> Did you catch it's up like now? Party words to the home plate dump. Fuck you, motherfucker. And then he's done. He turns around and walks off the field. Oh, my God. I don't know which is better, though, like the sloth or the chipmunk. I was laughing just as hard when I had him doing it. <laughs> Full speed. Here, wait. If I had to vote for one, it'd be for the slowdown right around the time he starts saying, you got to give us a shot. Tommy, that's talk, fucking bullshit. You know it. Then you talk to me I about that. Said, you okay. you got to give us a shot. You know what? You got to give us Harry, a shot, okay, Tommy. that's fucking bullshit. You know it. Then you talk to me I about that. Said, you okay. you got to give us a shot. <laughs> you know what? You got to give us a shot, Tommy. Okay, listen to me and let me hear what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> Fucking 
God. That's kind of like what I imagine like an argument with Satan being like. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what it would sound like. Either that or like that, like we talked about earlier too, that scene in old school where Wolfram gets shot with a dart and... Yeah, when he gets tranquilized. Yeah. Sounds like they both got tranquilized and they're oh. still arguing. Oh my god. That is so good. Yeah, yeah. like I said, I wish, I wish every one of those interactions was mic'd because I'd love to hear... I'd, I'd love to hear the outburst because it is just absolutely hilarious oh my god so good i was telling my wife yesterday i'm like man they needed they need to do this like for every playoff game Mm -hmm. or every rivalry game i mean but you can't do it too much it's got to be like a special occasion that you get this audio because otherwise it'll like lose its you know its value because it the best part is you never get to hear this. So like you finally do. And it's just this dude unleashing on the umpires. I mean, can you imagine some of the shit like Lou Pinello would have had when he was kicking his hat around and like doing all that crazy oh. shit out in the field? Oh my God. And they probably have audio of it. And like it, it it's amazing once that you sent that article and then we went back out and tried to find the audio just to get the, the original clip saved. Mm hmm. They were they were pulling that video down like crazy. I don't know if they put some kind of cease and desist in on the YouTube side or what, but it started disappearing left and right. Yeah, they kept taking it down over and over again. And uh, I guess I read something, but I don't know if I don't know how true this is. But it was uh, something to the effect of like the MLB umpires union has some sort of of uh, rights against that. Uh, audio, that kind of audio getting leaked or whatever or published, so they had to take it down. So it uh, turns out it was somebody <clears throat> somebody actually leaked the audio in the first mm-hmm. place, so it was never meant to be released, and that, that there's some kind of legality uh, against uh, actually having the audio out there, so they're able to go have it taken down. Yeah, that's dumb. I, and I'm sure it's because they're they're worried about the integrity of the umpires. Yeah, I mean, you hear the guy, he's dropping just as many F-bombs as Collins is. Oh, and, yeah. and Tui and fesses up and says, you know, you know where I stand with the whole situation, but I got to do something about it, you know. So yeah. he has a biased opinion coming into the play already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're already on high alert about it. Like, you know, hey, you know, this, there's going to be some beef between these teams, so we got to keep it civil. You know, mm-hmm. but that's the thing. Like, I hate how they'll, like, he didn't drill Utley. He threw behind him. Yeah, and I would say, it. And I would say it's a little different. Like, if you drilled him, I'd say get rid of him. But if you throw behind him, you're just sending the message. And uh, i say you get a warning at that point. And, and the players were saying that at the very beginning, um, one of the players came in and was like, you guys never even gave us a warning. Like you can't just kick him out. And that's, you know, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> so they did. Yeah. Um, that's what he said. He's like, I didn't even get a fucking warning. I'm just trying to throw a fastball. And he's like, I knew that's what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. So anyhow, that's the Terry Collins audio. I hope it lives on an in infamy because damn it, dude, it was, that was some good stuff. Oh, I do too. So I hope we can share. We, we may even have to uh, follow the Mets and, and share that out there and say, hey, we still got it. That's <laughs> I don't right. know if it's a good or bad thing, but yeah. maybe the fans that follow their page will continue to check it out. 
That's right. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll hit up, uh, hit up the Mets on Twitter here after the show and see, uh, see how they feel about that audio being out there. We'll get a cease and desist. <laughs> right. <laughs> that'd, that'd be okay. Yeah, no, maybe not. Yeah. For all 20, I keep all 20 that people <laughs> that listen to the show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, moving on, uh, did you see, uh, this whole Miles Garrett, Kevin Durant thing they had going on, on, uh, on Twitter, or it was actually an interview, I believe. <clears throat> yeah, I did. And, and some of the, the, the original interview was awesome with what, what Miles Garrett was saying, you know, standing up for LeBron in Cleveland, but then. You know, he he totally dug on Durant, which was awesome, and then some of the replies back from the West Coast was even better. <laughs> yeah, there was some good stuff going on, um, and so I believe. So so Miles Garrett, he said um, he was being interviewed on ninety two three the fan in Cleveland, and basically just said you know KD took the easy way out by signing with Golden State. Um, and he had to ride some somebody's coattails to get a W, which, you know, that's pretty true. Because if you remember him on OKC when he was with, you know, Westbrook, he wasn't getting it done by himself. So, um, or with Westbrook, uh, so he did definitely, definitely need to need the help to get over the top. And I, I tend to agree because when you actually go back and like and think about like the Warriors versus Cavs matchups. Even when we had Kyrie, um, you know, the Warriors were already a 73-win team when he joined them. And they were already very dangerous and very good. And every one of their players can shoot. And, and they play pretty good defense and all that. And then you add KD, who is, I mean, I'm not I'm not knocking the dude. He's an amazing basketball player. But, you know, you got, I can't, I can't compare him to LeBron because... LeBron literally carried nobody to the finals. He drugged the Cavs to the finals. And, um, you know, he gets there, and they almost steal game one. And, you know, who knows how game two would have gone had they actually had the, had they taken game one, because that one was even pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. And then you got KD, who decides to show up when they're up two to nothing in game three. And, by the way, you have, like I mentioned, several players on your team who can score – so you're probably not getting doubled up on defense very often. So you've got single coverage for almost the whole game. Well, you can put three Warriors on LeBron because no one else can shoot. So, I mean, when we're starting to compare LeBron and KD, like, it's just a joke. It's not even it's, it's not even real. Like, LeBron is leagues above KD, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I kind of wish that we could see a semi-aided three-on-three with Kevin Durant, he could pick Curry and Thompson, and then LeBron give LeBron a chance to pick the two guys he wanted to go on three and three. Yeah, so just a uh, scrub match. <laughs> see what happened. That would be entertaining for sure. Um, but just to uh, to give the rest of the to the quotes to uh, Miles Garrett, he said um, Durant took the easy way out. In my mind, it was different when LeBron left. He kind of went to join. Uh, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, and it wasn't something that was already guaranteed, something you already knew was going to have immediate success. You have to gel and work things into place. But with KD, you just stick him in and he scores. You already knew what he had or what they had 
They were a 73 and nine team before. And then you put in the second best player in the world on an already great all time team. And of course they're going to have success and pretty easy success. So, you know, we already kind of touched on that and summed that up a little bit, but yeah, I mean, I echo that exact same thought. I, I mean, you, you can't take it away from the Warriors. They still have to go out there and play the game and win. And, and they do a hell of a job doing it. And KD is definitely a cog in that wheel. But at the same time, you know, I'm not, I, I don't feel like he, he did it on his own or I, I feel like it's just always been different when LeBron's done it. And yeah, I was pissed at LeBron when he left Cleveland the first time and I didn't want to give him his credit, but God damn it. He deserves it. He was awesome in Miami too. Um, I mean, unfortunately he was probably at the best of his career in Miami. Um, and not in Cleveland, even though he's been amazing here, but, um, you know, he's starting to, to slow down in some areas, mm-hmm. you know, since he's been back here. Um, so, so we lost that, that part of him when he was in Miami, but anyhow, um, I, I just think it's different. I don't, I don't think KD has the makeup that LeBron has by any stretch. It just, just reinforced miles Garrett's, you know, thinking on what he said, you think it think about game three and and the game that Steph Curry had in game three, he was absolutely awful. He he was like oh for ten from three points. What he, I think he had what eight or nine points in the entire game. But yet they still beat the Cavs. Mm-hmm. LeBron, if he would have came out and threw up a horrendous turd like that, the the fucking team would have scored like sixty points. They would have got freaking walked out of the stadium. One hundred percent. And it, that just goes to show you the value that he adds to the team overall. <laughs> I mean, if, if there was any kind of MVP um, justification to give him MVP on a team as a whole for the season, mm-hmm. that right there proved it. Curry shit ass game. If you would have put that, put those numbers on LeBron in that game, it, it tells the whole story. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly it, and that's what I always laugh about this MVP stuff. Like you're going to give it to some other guy, but really, you all know it's LeBron. LeBron is the MVP of this league. When you can mm-hmm. carry a team like the Cavs that completely rehauled their roster halfway through, uh, you know, because they were so bad, and and then you carry them all the way to the finals without adding anybody. I mean, it's not like at the midway point they went and added Paul George to their team. Mm-hmm. You know, it was Jordan Clarkson. And Rodney Hood, like they're complimentary players, but they're not anything special. Right. So I don't know. It's interesting. But, um, <clears throat> the other interesting thing is, uh, yesterday was, was Kluber day, which is usually a great day, but mm-hmm. they somehow got beaten by the stupid twins six to three hey. and Kluber ended up giving up a walk, which I don't know if you were aware of this or not, but he had gone, uh, quite a, yeah, it was like early May since the last walk he gave up. I don't think he gave up a walk in six games. Yeah, it was some ridiculous amount. Of, I was going to try and say the innings, but I don't know what they are off the top of my head, so I, I refrained from saying some incorrect fact there. But yeah, it was like early May was the last time he walked a batter. And mm-hmm. I was listening a little bit on the radio, which Tom Hamilton is just incredibly awesome to listen to. But um, I was listening early on in the game and he kept teetering on some full counts early in the game. And I'm like, Oh no, Oh no. And then, uh, sure enough, he ended up giving up a walk later on. I didn't catch it, but he did it. And then, uh, 
he gave up uh, four earned runs and two home runs, and he only pitched five innings last night. So, yeah, you know, with with Kluber being as automatic as he is, it yeah. Hopefully, it's just a bad game. Yeah. Hopefully, he's not injured. He does them. <laughs> he does them from now from time and again. He he'll have a game like that. Um, I mean, and for him, like that's a bad game, but for a lot of pitchers, it's a good game. So yeah, joke. <laughs> so it, it, I mean, I guess on the bright side, Josh Tomlin came in and pitched two innings and didn't give up six home runs. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you have that to look forward to. Yeah, I, I tuned into that game a little bit later on last night. Kluber was already out. I think I tuned in around the seventh inning, and there wasn't really much going on. I don't know if I was there wasn't really anything on TV to watch. I was bored, so I I finished the game, and they started to rally in the ninth, but it just it just wasn't enough. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't get a chance to really keep up on uh, on the tribe um, on TV as often as I would like. I end up getting sidetracked with other things. So I try mm-hmm. and kind of just follow the box scores. And although I do, I do play in a fantasy baseball league. Um, you know, we've got, it, uh, I'm in second place by the way, which is a complete shock to me. <clears throat> got a long way to go, but damn it. If I win, I'm going to win a lot of money. So I don't know. Kluber's a big part of that. He's on my, one of my starters. Yeah. I think it was just an off game for Kluber. I think he'll be fine. I don't know, respectively, how other pitchers in the league stack up to him, but he's already got 10 wins. He's 10-3. and three, I think so. he was the first one. <laughs> We're doing okay. Pretty sure he was the first one to 10 wins this year. Yeah. So, hey, I mean, when the Tribe was hitting like they were early in the season and you racked up 10 wins already, I – yeah, he's he's pretty – special so i mean i hope that the the tribe fans watching him understand that and appreciate it because i mean he's he is i mean it's like having pedro martinez back in the 90s on your team or randy johnson you know like yeah he's not as dominant like that with like the fastball where he's throwing like 100 miles an hour or anything but dude this guy can he can pitch oh no he's a machine i mean he's a he's an he's a placement pitcher for sure i mean he's a scientist on some of his pitches, it's crazy to watch. Oh, his curveball is just sick. It just, it's disgusting to watch. <laughs> the thing that always cracks me up about Kluber is one of my good friends that I grew up with. He looks just like Kluber when he grows his beard out a little bit. I mean, they could be <laughs> identical twins, other than the fact that I think Kluber's six four and my buddy's five eight. <laughs> but they look, I, I mean. If you just took a headshot from both of them, they would be almost identical twins. It's hilarious. That's pretty funny. So, oh. well, yeah, I always rip on my buddy. I said, "Hey, eight more inches it could be Kluber for that's real." What, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did you happen to catch this other? We're pretty sports heavy today, but I can't help it. Did you see that? Uh. Kellen Winslow Jr. pled not guilty to rape? I did. I, I've been following that story very loosely. And by all accounts from some of the articles that I've read, apparently this guy has been I, – I think he's living on the West Coast. And he's he's accused of burglarizing a, a trailer park or a couple trailer parks and – Possibly raping some elderly women and stealing their shit. <laughs> my butt. Yeah. 
uh, this guy's just—he—he's lost his mind. <laughs> like I saw this little uh, picture of him in court, and he just—he looks like he's just off his rocker a little bit. Yeah, I didn't see any current images of him, but it's just—it's insane. And didn't—I I, should have did a little bit more research, but didn't his dad play in the NFL too? Yeah, he did. Colin Winslow Senior. Yeah, I believe he's also a Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, I guess he, uh, this was from last March and the, there's just like a whole crime spree like levied against him that included rape, kidnapping, indecent exposure and burglary. And, uh, and this continued until just before his arrest last week. Could you like make an announcement that we're ready to score? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I rest my case. <laughs> I don't know what goes through the mind of a guy that's that age. I mean, I, he's age-wise, he's probably about right smack in the middle between you and I as far as age. I don't know if he's in his late 30s. What 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 goes through the mind of a guy to rape an elderly woman and, and steal her shit? And a guy that played in the league for a couple different teams. He played for the Browns. He played for the Jets. He obviously has zero dollars left over from the NFL. It's one of those stories where the the guy's broke a couple years after he's out of the league. It's just insane. Yeah, he was uh, he was the highest paid tight end in 2013, and yeah. then uh, and then he uh, he got suspended from the Jets for performance enhancing drugs. Um, he was arrested in 2013 after a woman told police she saw him masturbating in a parked car outside of <laughs> a New Jersey department store. Um. He was arrested for possession of synthetic marijuana. Oh my god! Yeah, this guy is a complete wreck. And speaking of wrecks, he also wrecked his motorcycle when he was with the Browns. I mean, he was just all over the place. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, he must have. He's definitely there's some kind of substance abuse going on there. I, I don't oh, yeah. see anybody in their right mind doing what he's doing with, with you know. He, he comes from an NFL family, you know. I, I guess I, it's not safe to assume anything. Your automatic assumption was he came from a little bit better family. But, you know, who knows what's going on in the guy's head. And he could still be on the performance-enhancing drugs. I mean, hate to throw this out there. It sounds kind of sick, but maybe he likes the little blue pills, boner pills, gets caught masturbating in his car, raping elderly women, is fucking with his head. I don't know. <laughs> Their little homoerotic gang of mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Maybe he's in a homoerotic mustache gang cult on the West Coast. You never know what he's into, man. These are people that had gay sex hundreds of times in coffins. <laughs> <laughs> Alex knows. That's right. You know, everything he says is true, right? Yeah. Repent now! Repent now! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's up with this dude, but uh, probably better that he's in jail. Yeah, so uh, the other disheartening news is that Kellogg's had to recall Honey Smack cereal over possible salmonella contamination. I'm just wondering if they put real frogs in there. 
Like, what the fuck? How do you get salmonella and honey smacks? Well, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure the honey's not 100% natural that they they coat all over them to flavor them. No, man. After you eat that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Honey craps. That's right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They were pretty good. Yeah. I was never a big fan. I never... I never cared for them, but it, it, I I think there's still some lingering stories out there around the salmonella and uh, the romaine lettuce. I, I know I was scared. I had some yesterday from Chipotle. mm -hmm. I, I just don't know what the safeguards are breaking down with the way that food is, you know, quality checked or, or what's going on, but yeah, I don't know. Um, but they say that, you know, if you get salmonella, you can develop diarrhea or fever or abdominal cramps. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean. A secretary of state that has had sex in giant vats of feces. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So get your honey smacks. I don't know, man. Well, I was looking at this and I was thinking, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty, uh, pretty weird to have salmonella in your honey smacks. Then I started wondering like when the last time I even ate cereal was, which I honestly couldn't tell you. It had to be high school. Maybe, maybe like early in college. I don't even remember the last time I actually ate cereal. But. That's nuts. Yeah, I I just don't eat it. Um, But it made me think of what, what's your favorite or best, what is the best cereal? Oh, man. It's hard to say for me because that's still one of my vices. If I need a late night snack. I'll be getting a bowl of cereal, hands down. That's I mean that's my go to. Yeah. And well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what my hands down favorite is. I'm, I think I'm gonna go the stoner route. I, mean, I still I still really like the Lucky Charms. Oh yeah, dude. When I was a little kid, Lucky Charms were the bomb. However, I threw up one time. After eating Lucky Charms, it's probably nothing to do with the Lucky Charms. Well, maybe, maybe I had salmonella. Uh, but I, I threw up after eating the Lucky Charms, and so the, those then for a while became disgusting to me, and I would not eat them. Mm-hmm. I was also into uh, into the the Reese's Puffs. Yeah, those were, those were pretty good. Those are good. They 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 tout that the their their new slogan on the box of cereal for those now is. Whole grain is our first ingredient, but <laughs> try to make you think it's good for you, and it's just total bullshit. But isn't the point of those nope. to have uh, peanut butter and chocolate? I don't yeah. want whole grain as the first ingredient in in cereal, but not in that cereal. 
No. Reese cuffs, damn it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm after. I'm after, you know, Reese cuffs. That's what I want. I don't want any of this uh, this whole grain bullshit getting in the way. Yeah. One cereal that I used to eat as a kid that um, that could have been considered healthy, I guess, and I don't even see it on the shelf anymore. I, every time I'm at the grocery store, I look for it, but I think they quit making it. It was, it was called Grape Nuts. <laughs> and like eating fucking gravel, but it was still good. Well, I've got, I think my, my favorite quote unquote healthy cereal was cracklin' oat bran. You ever heard of this? It mm-hmm. sounds disgusting, but it's just like these, it's basically like honey granola squares. And just like when you added the milk, it was, it was really good. It was kind of like a, almost like a graham cracker with honey on it, but then like a little bit of oat. I don't even know. It it just, Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was awesome. I went through like a kick in high school where, you know, I thought I was healthy eating cereal. And so I would eat like that stuff. And then do you ever try any of the, like the Kashi cereals? No, no. I I figured you wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, they had like this. Uh, this one and it was literally like eating sticks. It yeah. was disgusting. It, it's just like these little tiny short and long, uh, they're like, I don't know, skinny and long, uh, just like these, I don't even know. It was literally like, eat, like I could have went outside and just like shaved off a bunch of bark off the tree out front and started eating it. It was <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what grape nuts was, but it it was like eating like little tiny pieces of gravel, so hard to chew and crunch. I mean, you literally could break your teeth on that shit. I like to eat. <laughs> that's right. I don't like to eat healthy bark cereal, though. I like to eat the stuff that makes you puke out your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, I don't know if this is the same effect for everybody that eats this cereal, but a pretty popular cereal is Honey Nut Cheerios, and they they boost the or they boast the the heart healthy benefit and you know lower your cholesterol by eating Honey Nut Cheerios. But I think it's because when you eat it, you shit for about three days. Just yeah, constant, just all over the place. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. I I don't know. Cereal never really did that to me. Um, usually, well, I don't know. Maybe it did. Back when I ate cereal, I ate so much other shit that I don't even know. I don't eat like any anything like that anymore, really. Um, once in a while, I'll go nuts and eat some stuff, but I'm pretty clean anymore. Um, although I did eat Chipotle yesterday. Uh, I got a barbacoa salad. And holy cow, man, I was just letting them loose last night. Yeah, when you eat clean like that for so long and then you you <sighs> deviate one day and have something like a Chipotle, it, it just, the effect is multiplied by 10. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't even think it's necessarily like that, like what I had was even that bad because, you know, the ingredients in it are still pretty decent and I didn't eat like a shitload of rice or anything. I think it's more like the spices in it. And I'm just not used to eating like spicy foods. And, uh, so when I do, it just sets me off. But, That's uh, great. yeah. So later this morning, I'll probably feel like I had a Buffalo wing tickle my butthole. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we don't have 40 effect on this podcast. Cause I would want to, 
do the smell of vision right now then if that's the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty it was pretty nasty uh <laughs> it's actually pretty funny <laughs> i don't know maybe i'm <laughs> i'm just cruel but i was uh we were in bed last night and uh and my son was in our room and he he took a nap like really late yesterday so we knew that he was he was going to end up staying up late and he's kind of a challenge to get to go to bed and so typically our nighttime routine is like when he goes to bed at like a normal hour we we both go and, and lay with him in his bed and read him stories and do all that. And then, uh, and then after we're done, you know, he'll fall asleep and, you know, we'll just take off out of the room and let him sleep in there until he wakes up in the middle of the night at some point and then we bring him in our bed. But last night my wife said, you just want him to sleep in here so we don't have to fall asleep in his room because it was already after nine o'clock and he still wasn't tired. Mm-hmm. So we're laying there and he, he was doing this thing and he's like, he says, dad spot, dad spot. And so that means he's going to go like lay where I lay in the bed. And so typically he lays between my wife and I. Right. And so no, he kicked me over. So I'm in the middle and I just let loose this angry fart, but it was silent, but it was one of those ones where it was like really hot. And like, you just know, like this thing just is just, it smells horrible. And then right after I did it, he goes, he goes, Bruce spot, Bruce spot. So then, so then he wants to flip over to his spot. So I'm like, all right, why not? So I lift the blankets and, and air it out. And there it goes. And my wife, she, she starts gagging. She's just like, you're an asshole. So sorry. I didn't, I was not responsible for wafting that one. That just happened to be a strange coincidence of events. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. <laughs> the question is, did he stay in bed after that? Or did he go to his room and say, I'm out? <laughs> oh, dude, he's immune to fart smells. Like I could sit there and blast him all day. He acts like nothing happened. But I mean, I guess if you shit in your pants for a living and, uh, it smells as horrible as his, his shits do it, you know, you probably just don't even notice. <laughs> got nothing on him (laughs) oh dude i had and that's the thing so last night he's all amped up right and it's because he had to take a shit at like nine o'clock at night and it's what are you doing and so all of a sudden he just starts working one out and it just smells so bad and so you know on top of that you know i'm busting some nasty gas and he's over there shitting himself and it just it was my house probably smelled like just a giant vat of shit <laughs> also known as maslin uh yeah so it just it smelled horrible yeah I, I mean i went to i had to go into the office yesterday and we always try to pick someplace different to go to lunch yesterday was my first time going to mission barbecue in cleveland okay, it's yep. kind of like we got one got around here. carolina vibe but it it's really good i don't know if you've ever been there yeah we have we have one in canton and uh yeah, it's like centered around vets. Like that's like their whole thing. They do everything around yeah. the military and veterans. Yep. It's yep. a pretty good place. But the food was amazing and but the after effect was not so amazing and I I was just laying on the couch last night watching a little bit of T V and my daughter was bugging me and just all of a sudden I just roll over and I just let one burn and she ran from the room. Sound like she was in a room puking. <laughs> <laughs> She is not immune to the smell. 
being this Father's Day weekend, I felt it was a rite of passage. So I cleared the room and had some peace and quiet for a while. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. When you want some silence, just let it go. Yeah. I, uh, I remember we used to go to, like when we worked together, we would go to that, uh, Chinese buffet Oh, and you know, it'd usually be a pretty big group of us that would, that would all go together and then you'd come back and the office would just smell like hell yeah. for, I mean, the rest of the afternoon. I don't know. I don't know if it was, what was worse. Was that as a, was it worse, you know, when we came back from, from the Chinese buffet or when I would crack open a can of kippers? <laughs> I think, well, my opinion of kippers were worse. <laughs> it wasn't until after you're done eating and you threw the can in your trash can and it sat there and fermented for a couple hours and it got really bad. <laughs> and you didn't really notice it because you're in that area the whole time. But if you would go to a meeting or go somewhere else on campus and then come back later. Uh, it was just personified. <laughs> and coming from the Chinese restaurant, the, that place was so nasty. You could smell the place on your shirt after uh, you left dude. one. So uh, everybody that went there automatically stunk like shit. Well, most of the and, people that went there before stunk like shit, but that's neither here nor there. I, <clears throat> I can't lay claim to the smell of the office smelling like shit because I don't, it could have been me. I could have been contributing to it, but there was also a guy that, that sat right next to me who was into CrossFit and was probably drinking protein shakes by the dozen, but he ate at that place like three times a week. Oh my God, dude. His farts were the worst. Yeah. So when he would fart, it would melt your face <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't, there was no shame in his game. He just let it work. I mean, they were silent, but you know exactly where it was coming from because the cube smelled like a fucking dumpster full of dirty diapers. <laughs> I'm not going to name drop. But. Oh my God. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he was pretty, pretty raw uh, <laughs> a lot. Uh, yeah, there, there was that, but back to the kippers for a minute. Do you remember? So, when I first started, I don't know, dude, I'm like immune to that smell, which I don't know how, but I don't smell it like at all. And so like, I didn't think they smelled that bad. Like I thought you guys were just kind of fucking with me at first. And mm -hmm. then, uh, and then my wife realized she, she's, I was eating them one day. She's like, yeah, it smells like Bigfoot's dick in here. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, I was just eating kippers. And so, uh, so I, I started walking like to this one part of the hallway that was like away from like the office area and so it was just like kind of like a hallway that joined the, the there was like two sides with like two separate mm -hmm. seating areas and so i would walk down this hallway and i would go eat them over there try and keep them away from everybody and uh and so i would just toss the can in the uh in the trash over there and mm -hmm. so i thought you know hey best of both worlds i get to eat my delicious kippers and no one has to deal with this until the uh the cio came walking through one day and they're all he's with a couple other upper echelon guys and they're like what is that smell <laughs> and they start walking out in the hallway and everyone's gagging oh my god i think what you done at that point was you had there was a trash can and there was a loading dock right in the middle of that hallway and you threw it out there but when they opened up the double doors to bring stuff in it's just like 
blows it in there ten times. The air, vo- the vacuum from opening the doors just shoots it into the hallway and destroys both ends of the hall. So. Yeah, it was kind of the equivalent of putting like a can of tuna in someone's locker in high school as a prank, <laughs> except I wasn't yep. pranking anybody. That's awesome. Oh my god, I remember that vividly. He come down through there and he had a look on his face like he smelled his own fart. And I really <laughs> bad, but didn't want anybody else to smell it. Was kind of look on his face. Like, uh, oh, yeah. So I wasn't going anywhere in that company after that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody goes anywhere in that company unless you're a glutton for punishment and you'd like to uh, do the same job for years on end. But, yeah. If you're actually halfway intelligent, you don't move around. <laughs> no. Because those people that are managers that are not intelligent keep you where you're at, so their job is safeguarded. Well, yeah, that and... They un- they they see how smart you are and they don't want you to to rise above. So they usually just leave you where you were, and they find idiots who are willing to just slave away for years on end without any reward or any kind of compensation for it. That's a good point too. I I think that's the same way everywhere. Maybe I I can't speak for the company you're at now, but the the, the mentality is kind of the same where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. It's a much bigger organization, so moving around is a little bit more difficult because there's more people vying for the same you know jobs that are out there mm-hmm. available. So it's a little bit more difficult that way. But yeah, I don't find that to be as big of an issue where I'm at. I mean, I haven't done any major moves or anything personally, but as partly because, well, two things. So there was a like a a management kind of position that had opened up at one point in time that I applied for. And my man, like the boss of our group was like, I'm surprised you applied for this. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but he said, he's like, you did really well. Like you interviewed like really well. There's no reason why you shouldn't have that job. But the person that they picked had been there a lot longer and was also fully qualified. Like I was not put off by that at all. Like, no, like the person who got it deserved it just as much as anybody else. And so I never held any ill will or anything like that. And so I just continue doing what I'm doing. And, um, you know, I feel like, like there's always opportunity in this place. And I feel like they want you to even make your own opportunities, you know, where if you see there's a void, fill it and they won't ask questions. And then if you're one of those kinds of people who like, they're looking for somebody who will solve problems without being asked essentially. So like if you see something and you, you just deal with it then, and that's the kind of approach they like, you know? Just pick that shit up and walk with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of room for growth where I'm at, and I'm not worried about it. But the team I'm in is kind of the the path to growth has kind of changed recently as they kind of restructured our team a little bit. So that part kind of sucks, but I really like the team, and so I'm mm-hmm. really hesitant to ever leave it or move. Um, I might at some point just because I like to try – different things and I get kind of bored doing the same thing over and over again. So I always look for a different challenge, but outside of that, uh, I'm not, it's nothing like the place I came from. Yeah. That's, that's the only plus I have with my job is it seems like it's ever changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, the core principles of what I do are the same, but there's always something different. So a different problem to fix. It's not the same repetitive mind numbing work. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. But I've been at said company now uh, going on four years. Mm-hmm. 
and we're going to be having my fourth manager here soon. So I'm not sure if the if it's something to do with the management track there or just the place in general. But it, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Four managers in four years is pretty crazy. That is pretty ridiculous because. When I first hired into mine, I was under somebody, but then they moved me almost right away. Like while I was still in training classes, I wasn't even in part of my group yet. So like I, I already knew I was getting shifted right when that happened. And so I got shifted to this person and I've stayed under them ever since. So I haven't, I haven't left and left that, that particular sub team within the team. And, uh, and, and this person I really, really get along with and, um, they're really good, uh, I mean, there's obviously like everyone has their flaws. So there's some little things here and there that irritate me, but it's very rare. And only once in a great while has anything happened where I was irritated with this person, but they're, they're awesome. I really like working with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the manager that we had that, that just left, he was, he was really good. He was only a manager at the company. This was his first management job and he had been at roughly six months, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I mean, from from the reviews and I mean, they're big on one and ones and all that crap. But he had the potential to become a really good manager, but he got an offer that he couldn't refuse. And I was I was a little bit shocked. I mean, yesterday was his last day. We went out and had lunch, and we have a small team of just four guys and then one manager. Mm-hmm. Well, now no manager, but he he shared where he was going and some of the benefits, and he uh. He, he took a job at Microsoft, which you know, I've never worked for a straight up tech company. It's always been some kind of tech job at a larger corporation, but never for a tech company. And mm-hmm. the, the, some of the benefits he was telling me about, I was like, I mean, obviously got the wheels turning. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> After my next annual review, I might be uh, <laughs> following his lead depending on how things go. So, yeah, I uh, I work for a tech company, and it is vastly different. And that was when I was interviewing. I was asking them questions, and they were like looking at me sideways because my questions were coming from a place of where tech wasn't the number one priority. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'd ask them things because that was important to me at the time. Because where we were, we were getting just devalued day by day, even though we were producing the most value to the company outside of what they were actually selling. Right. So it was like, well, the reason your profit margins are good is because of the services we're providing to the organization to automate and help advance the technology that you use to, you know, uh, drive out efficiencies. And then you wouldn't, and then you would turn around and be like, "Am we're going to reduce headcount. You're going to do more work. We're not going to pay you extra. We're going to threaten to take away your bonuses that were basically sold to you as part of your salary when you hired in like, there was so much shit that was going on there that just really was frustrating. I liked yeah. the group that I was in when I left. Um, I had made a move to a newer team and um, that kind of helped as a stepping stone into moving to where I am now. So I'm thankful for that. And the people that I was with, they were awesome, but most of the rest of the organization I could have done without. Yeah. I think, I think working for tech companies, they, I mean, they obviously value what you're doing for the company because that's the that's the core of their business. Mm-hmm. And but I think as time progresses, and I think some companies are already starting to show that they're they're changing their mentality on you know what can we offer 
employees to maintain them. We just don't want them jumping ship and going here, going there. How can we keep them vested, keep them interested and keep them on, you know, for longer terms? And talking to my now former manager yesterday during lunch, I, and he, he has a younger family, just like us. He, mm-hmm. uh, one of those things that's, that stands out above the rest is, you know, it's great to make a healthy salary, have a de- decent bonus program. But when you start talking benefits, that's where really, I mean, for me, that really resonates. And I was asking him about the benefits at the company he was going to. And he said, first thing he said was, well, the health of the church is really good. I'm like, well, can you elaborate? And he's like, yeah, there's zero dollars that comes out of your paycheck for insurance premiums. I'm like, what? say what? <laughs> And wow. he's like, yeah, and the out-of-pocket maximum on an annual basis is $3,700. I'm like, huh? Jeez. <laughs> oh, I was like, it's a, that, that's unfucking heard of. I know. Yes. That's just, uh, wow. Yeah, no co-pays. You don't pay any insurance premiums. And, you know, you take all that money that you throw away on insurance premiums, the jobs we have today. I mean, I, I carry the benefits because I... My wife is in school. She's going through the nursing program and things like that. But, um, you know, you plunk down five, six hundred dollars, which in nowadays that standard is is still fairly cheap for full health insurance, dental, vision, all that other stuff. But you you come in there and say, I'm not going to charge you anything for your health insurance. Mm-hmm. And you, you can throw three hundred dollars a month in an HSA. And, and totally be covered from a health standpoint. Jesus Christ, that's huge. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. That is amazing. Um, yeah, because we don't. Health insurance is really a joke anymore. Like, I, I honestly question why the fuck do I even carry it? Because it's like I, I, it's quote unquote cheap. You know, I forget what I pay a month, but it's not anything like astronomical. But then I'm funding my own savings account for it too. So when you factor all that in plus what the company pays and then I go to the doctor and everything comes out of my pocket until like five grand or something ridiculous. It's like, what? Like, what am I paying you for? I'll just pay my money as I go and just stop charging me through the nose and charge me normal prices for health care. I mean, obviously you carry it in case like, you know, you get cancer or something or, you know, you have some catastrophic accident where you have to have some surgery. That's like several thousand dollars. But mm-hmm. yeah, outside of that, and like, like my wife, when she had our son, I mean, it was like two grand or something Yep. And just to have a oh. baby. Like, and you plunk down all that money and then you reach your deductible and then like, oh, well, after that $5,000, you still have to pay 20%. We'll pick up 80% of that tab up until you're out of pocket max. It's like, mm-hmm. I was fucking bend over. Oh, I know. But, I mean, like you said, it has its benefits for the big catastrophic bills. Yeah. But for what I use it for, we're relatively healthy day to day. Like mm-hmm. I get screwed. I got a $90 bill for going to get some labs done. Right. $90. It's yeah. like, what? Why am I paying for insurance? Yeah. My wife has had a couple back surgeries and, you know, I say, thank God for insurance at that point. But right. Exactly. But you're still paying a lot. Oh, a lot. We reached our out-of-pocket maximum last year, which was close to $7,000 after the deductible. 
Yeah. But you start looking at the bills, and the problem is this things have gotten so out of hand over the years and nobody's put any kind of regulation or any kind of way to control it. Um, her back surgery in total, she was in the hospital for five day, four days, almost five days, mm-hmm. surgery, anesthesia, everything. I added up the bills. Mm-hmm. It was almost $160,000 before insurance. Oh my Lord. $160,000. I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Yeah, so stop to think about that for just a minute. 160 grand, right? And someone's paying the vast majority of that. Mm-hmm. You know, your insurance company. And they're still profiting. They're still profiting, and I'm still cranking out. Like I said, we, we hit our out of pocket max after deductible. I'm still on the hook for around eight grand in yeah. bills on top of all that. E- and, you know, paying. $600 a month for health insurance and funding an HSA. It's just all bullshit. But. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just like, there's, it doesn't make any sense. Like there's no, it just, it just doesn't. And insurance almost makes this model like unsustainable for average people. And, and think we get paid really well. Like imagine if you didn't make a good living, how hard right. that would be because it's just oh, absolutely it's, nuts. It is absolutely nuts. And I always joke with my wife. I, she had, she had some serious back problems and had a ruptured disc and stuff that broke off literally. Mm-hmm. And she had the exact same surgery that Tiger Woods had, where he had the the titanium pieces put in his back to fuse his spine in a couple spots. Mm-hmm. And I always joke with her. I'm like, you know, Tiger probably paid cash for his procedure. I wonder what kind of discount he got for oh, being Tiger Woods. <laughs> I know, right? He probably probably... got it for free just because he probably gave props to the hospital on a commercial somewhere on a podcast. And it's like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Just give us a little bit of love. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's pretty sorry, like the way that all this stuff works. And I saw, I saw something and I honestly don't know how true it is because I didn't do a ton of homework on it, but it was something to the effect that Trump was trying to get rid of the pre-existing condition mandate that is currently Mm -hmm. law. And, you know, that affects me directly, well, semi-directly, because my mom has a kidney failure, so she actually ended up with a kidney transplant. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to take insurance away from her or, like, jack up her premiums because of that, that just seems absolutely ridiculous to me. Yeah, it does. And that's, like, the whole point of insurance. You, yeah, you know what I mean? It, like that's like kind of the point, right? And then you're going to be like, well, you know, we want them to make more money. And it's like, I have no problem with people making money. That is fine. But we're already getting fucked over by this process. So why don't we at least make it somewhat bearable for people who have really big catastrophic issues? Because they're really making money on me. They're not making money on my mom. They're making money on me. I'm healthy right now, you know, knock on wood. And so every dollar I give you is basically free money. Yeah, I'm not against anybody making a decent living and making good money. But when you talk about healthcare and professionals and especially those specialists and doctors and surgeons and stuff, they, they make a fucking metric shit ton of money. Yeah. And that's fine. What they charge. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about this? Okay. So this is kind of interesting. It's going to take me on a tangent here, but so my son's had eczema on his face for, uh, over a year. 
Okay. And we're trying to figure out what it is. And it's most likely some kind of dietary food related thing, right? So we're on kind of like an elimination diet strategy where we're, do we just keep taking food away and giving it to him and trying to test it? Mm-hmm. And it just takes forever to figure out. So I'm telling my best friend about this and he's like, you know, when I was a young kid, I used to think like every adult was really smart, but then, you know, I always kind of knew that they weren't always right. And so, you know, I was kind of argumentative which is very true. And if you know him, that was, that is the case. But then he said, you know, and then you get older and you just realize the vast majority of people are just average at what they do. And so even a doctor is just average, you know, for a doctor. And and it just hit me in the face because we've been going to all these doctors and specialists trying to figure this out and no one can help us. And like any tests we run, give us nothing. And then once like you run out of your standard tests or like the very basic bare minimum kind of thing after that, you get, you get no, nowhere with these people. And then it's like, okay, so who's the next person? And so you just start digging and digging and digging, trying to find that one specialist who can like, go, Oh no, 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 no. You need to look at these indicators, like maybe something in his liver or something in his kidneys, like some detoxification process, right? Like something else is going on. That's causing this to manifest. Let's go figure that out. No one's going there. They're like, well, let's do like a skin test and see like what kind of allergies he has. And we'll take his blood and check his vitamin D. And then like when all that shit comes back normal, like then everyone's out of, out of things. It's like, okay, I don't know what to do. And so it just kind of hit me. It's like, yeah, you're right. You know, these people are very average and they don't go above and beyond. And like, you think about like your job, like I'm probably pretty average at my job, mm-hmm. you know? And then it's like, so why, why would I expect anybody else to not be just average? Because that's what average is, you know? So it's like trying to f- seek these people out that are way above average, who are willing to go the extra mile, do the extra research and those kinds of things to figure this shit out. But, but I, I, no, I totally agree with what you're saying. And and the frustrating part is you go from specialist to specialist to specialist and every one of these I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here every one of these cocksuckers has their hand out they want paid but they solved absolutely nothing mm-hmm. if you instituted some kind of policy that says hey I came to your office you did absolutely nothing for me so you get absolutely nothing yeah exactly the landscape would change dramatically yeah exactly like I, results driven right like if yeah. you can get me We're, results I will pay you but until that yeah. happens, you get nothing. Work a normal everyday job, even if it's in the corporate field. Mm-hmm. Most of the times, it's results driven. If mm-hmm. you didn't produce that year, you're not getting a raise. You're going to mm-hmm. have the same salary from year to year because yep. you're complacent and just getting by. Yeah. And, but I don't think that's acceptable in healthcare. I, like you said, you go to ten different doctors and none of them give you an answer to what the problem is. I mean, it's concerning obviously because it's your child, but none of those people did anything for you. So why in the fuck do you have to pay him? Yeah, exactly. And it's logical to me, but well, and like, check this out. So we consulted with this, like, um, this doctor in Oregon, uh, did like a Skype call. It was supposed to be like a 15 minute free Skype call. Well, then she starts kind of like going on this tangent of things. And at the very end, she's like, well, we can kind of count that as our first visit. Just call my office and, you know, arrange payment. Like what? 
this was a free consultation and it was supposed to be 15 minutes and you directed the conversation and then you end up giving us information. And obviously like you didn't give us a detailed plan for him or anything like that, but you gave us very high level things to look at and think about and whatever. What are you, that's not my fault. Like, I'm sorry, but I never called them back and I'm not paying you for it. I'm sorry, but I'm not. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I I found the best way to, to combat that kind of stuff, no matter what it is. If, if somebody gives you some shit and service was less than satisfactory, if you threaten to lambast them on social media, they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll go away. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rake you over the coals on Twitter. Ass white. That's right. Hear from them again. That's right. Yeah. Because they don't want that word to spread. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it it was just bizarre, and it came out of nowhere, and I was just a little baffled by how you get to that point. And it was, you know, like, you know, this is a 15-minute consultation. You made the mistake of going over and providing more information than you meant to. Um, You're not going to get your hooks in me at that point by then telling me I have to pay for a free consultation. Like, at that point now, I'm like, I don't trust you as a person. You just lost my trust completely by doing that. It was very disgusting that you would ask me to pay you now. Um, you just take that one as a loss cause you screwed up. That was on you. Yeah. I have a similar story. I know we're way over on our normal time, but just real quick, my, my son, I, we have a child, uh, pediatric dentist that we take our kids to cause mm-hmm. we really like the office and their services are really good going there for all the regular checkups. Mm-hmm. Um, my son has never had an issue. Number one, never had a cavity. His teeth are picture perfect straight. He's had his x-rays. And even the one time we were over there, I actually talked to the actual dentist. Usually you're just dealing with technicians that say this or that. And they look at the x-rays. Oh, this looks a little bit off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never actually talked to the dentist himself. And one visit we're over there and he's like, yeah, Lane, my son, his teeth are really straight, perfect. And they're like, hey, I think you won the ortho. His comment was, I think you won the orthodontic jackpot because he's never going to have to have braces or corrective anything done there. Mm-hmm. Visits later, um, one of the lead techs is like, he has a two millimeter underbite, which misaligns his teeth. He may have to go see the orthodontist. I'm like, well, the doctor just said the last time we were in here that he doesn't need to go. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, I'm not going to name drop, but they're, they're saying, oh, you should go over and have a consultation. So we're like, we're like, okay, it's a free consultation. We'll let the orthodontist look at it. And then the orthodontist goes and says, oh, he needs to have this, and he has needs to have this realigned and that. And you know, the total procedure is going to be $6,000. I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not padding this guy's fucking retirement plan with $6,000 or something. We've already been told he didn't need from his original you dentist. This guy obviously has just thrown a bunch of bullshit out, one paid. Right, exactly. Check, so please. stupid. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. I Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like my teeth are somewhat crooked, especially on the bottom. I'll never get braces. Like it's not necessary. They're not that bad. Like if they were really 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 bad, I would get them. Um, but Yeah. It's one of those things, and if your son's teeth are straight as an arrow and he's just got a slight underbite, if it's not bothering him, then why mess with it? Yeah, tell me why he needs this. What, what, What's restrictive, you know, what, what's keeping him from living an everyday normal life? 
where if he doesn't have this, it's going to hinder him down the road. No answer. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, on that note, this sombering, depressing episode where we get raped at the end of it by the medical industry. Yeah. yeah. We started out strong, though. Good. Then you talk to me I about that. You know. Okay. You gotta give us a shot. You know what? You gotta give Jerry, us a shot. Okay, Tom. listen to me. Let me hear what I'm saying, okay? You get your shot. You had your shot right there. In the situation. Come on, let's go. Exactly what I'm gonna say to some people in the medical field, you fucking motherfuckers. Yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, everybody. Well, we'll hopefully catch you next week. Hopefully, uh, Thursday, right? Thursday, Saturday. Yep. Get uh, get some extra whacking in. Yep. That's Should right. Be back Thursday with another episode. Hopefully, uh, the news stories keep coming in. That's right. All right, everybody, follow us on Twitter, at Podwhackers. We won't be mean to you, I promise. And uh, catch us on iTunes. I believe we're also on Pocket Casts and Overcast. So uh, mm-hmm. go go catch us there. Um, subscribe and give us, uh, give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing. So that being said, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>